The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Driver! Start your engine! Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. As Southern California starts to have the weirdest weather in recorded history, it is actually hailing over here in Northern California. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, praying among all praise that Saturday and Sunday stay dry in Southern California for the Apollo Casino 400 at the Auto Club Speedway for what may be the last time that we've seen it in Fontana, California. He is Cody Zeeb. I I'm Rod Villagomez. Today, we discuss DFS, give you our favorite plays and their prices, and uh, just talk through some DFS strategies here as we enter a two-mile paved oval and, uh, you know, exciting racing to be had. Not super speedway, so we're excited about that as well. Um, If this is your first time joining us or if you're first time listening to a DFS episode, Welcome. We'll walk you through three sets of drivers, the high price, the mid price, and the value drivers, and give you our takes on all three. And uh, by the end of it, we should have you a pretty decent little DFS caching lineup. But not in ours, Cody. No. We we want you to lose to us in that one. Yeah, don't use any of these plays in the contest <laughs> that we use in the Discord. Not allowed. You have to beat us your own way. <laughs> just kidding. Do it if you want. Definitely just kidding. It's, you know, that's part of the game. We're, uh, we're going to give you some plays and then hope we can out strategize you in that contest anyways that's true um, we're giving you most of what we're gonna do exactly at least uh you know it wasn't not minus 19 feels like there this morning like it was when i left for work uh here in nebraska it's nice and nice and toasty warm outside hey but it keeps <laughs> your beer cold that much it, i'll tell you that's <laughs> maybe a little too cold <laughs> <even>. <laughs> but yeah no excited to talk some dfs um Obviously, we don't know starting positions and everything, uh, but that's going to be something we touch on. We potentially do know starting positions if they, if qualifying is rained out, which looks like it could be the likely option, but uh, we shall see. Oh, could you imagine Ricky Stenhouse on the pole here? Oh. <laughs> would, and I don't think he would be on the pole, actually. I think he starts second, according to the metric, because they use... Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah they right. use whatever it is, 25% driver points, 25% owner points something from last year random straws i don't know how they determine common sense 
I, I, I mean, so if it does rain out, it looks like Christopher Bell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. would be the front row. Um, why it's that way? Again, I'd, that's just based on the metric score that uses all sorts of different things. So I don't, you know, if that does happen, that. though, if he is on the front row, if Stenhouse does start on the front row, that is a great fade in DFS because there's oh, going to be yeah. so <laughs> many people that want to load him up because he won the Daytona 500, and they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, he could do." No, sir, and that's that's where you separate the folks that casually watch. Versus yep. the ones that listen well, to the show. Well, and somebody pointed out to me today. They're like, wow, Ricky Stenhouse, he's 80 to 1. He just won the Daytona 500. And I'm like, you know why they priced him at 80 to 1? Because <laughs> they're hoping everybody and their brother goes, oh, that's the guy who just won the Daytona 500 and bets on him. And then they're going to take all their money from you. So don't do that. Uh, Bob Pockers, okay. he's always there for us. He has the metric order here. that So this sets the qualifying order. So the metric is used to set the qualifying order. Um, so the worst score on the metric goes first. The best score goes last, and then if they aren't able to qualify, they will just flip the metric basically and start that way. Uh, so it is 25% driver pre- finish in the previous race, so from the Daytona 500, 25% owner f- points finish from the previous race. So, you know, if it's the 15 cars, a different driver or something like that, then they would take that into account as well. 35% is the 2023 owner points. Uh, so again, you know, somebody like Tyler Reddick in the 45 is going to have the owner points from Kurt Busch, from Ty Gibbs, from Bubba Wallace, who are all in that car, so on and so forth. Uh, and then 15% is the fastest lap ranking from the previous race. So all of that formula piled in together. That's how they come up with that metric. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll probably touch on that a little bit as we go through some of these picks as well. I wish they would just do it by sack races. That would be so much fun. Wouldn't you love to watch potato sack races instead of like? That would be rather exciting. There's potential safety issues there. But you, and <laughs> the you driver can't. ends up splashing his face in the ground. But whatever, they're tough. Happens. They're tough. They can wear their helmets if they want. And listen, here's the thing: you can't bet on on the metrics setting that you can bet on potato sack races. There, that that's another true. sharp angle right there. You're onto something, Rod. I like it. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, all right. Well, like I said, we're going to walk you through a high price driver, a mid price driver, and a value driver for the slate today, the DK slate today. If you want to get in on the contest, uh, Cody is going to post it in Discord. Um, he's already got the Xfinity one in there, right? And so, I'll post the, yep, the Cup Series one's up now, so I'll post that in there by the yep. time this is out. By the uh, time you can get in both in the Discord there. Yes, you can. So join the Discord. But before that, Cody, is there any odds and ends we need to tie up before we start this DFS episode officially? Not really much for news today that I have seen anyways. Uh, quick, very quick history, brief history lesson. 58 years ago today, February 23rd, 1969, uh, running of the Daytona 500. This was the 11th Daytona 500. Leroy Yarborough. Uh, captured the win there on the last lap as he tracked down and passed Charlie Glotzback, who had an 11-second lead prior to that on Yarbrough to win the race. Uh, Yarbrough had finished second in the Daytona 500 the previous season. 51 drivers started that race. Uh, Buddy Baker started on the pole. Donnie Allison led the most laps. Uh, He led 87. Charlie Glotzback, Glotzback, I think is how you say his name. Uh, led 51. Uh, Leroy Yarbrough only led 18, but of course he led the one that counted the most. Uh, AJ Foyt finished fourth in that race. Richard Petty finished eighth. The average speed of the race was 157.95 miles per hour. 
and 29 of those 51 cars that began the race were still running at the end. Can you imagine a 51 car field rod? I, I think they should just take the cap off the Daytona 500. I get 70 out there if they'll run. <laughs> Let's do it. I could. There's several things in that whole sentences that just made <laughs> me go, "Wow!" Right? A, an 11 second lead at Daytona, first and foremost. And right. It's like, yeah, because this was before before restrictor, restrictor plates. plates, before super speedway racing. So it was just, yeah, balls to the wall and and. You were running. There was the draft wasn't around, or we nobody knew about it. You didn't have the restrictor plates. 159 or 157 miles an hour, a little slow, but you probably had to account for some caution since only 29 of 51 cars finished the race. Yeah, but, that was a lot. Yeah, sounds sounds like a half a day. Yeah, no, it does too. And and then not not only that to have the 11 second lead, but to get tracked down with the right. 11 second lead. That's like that's unheard of. So. So much fun. That, that's that got to be a, a blast to uh, to have watched those. In fact, I should probably find some of those old ones. We should have a rewatch, like in the off-season. A rewatch party in yeah. the off-season of some like old classic races. Yeah, let's do that. That's that Rob's sounds coming like out with some ideas here. I love it. Let's put that in the memory bank. Discord, remind us uh, when we get there to do a couple of, of old race rewatches. I'm sure there's some folks in the Discord that would absolutely love to do that. So, um, You know what the folks in the Discord would absolutely love to do? Win some of our money and win some money in general on DFS. So let's get them right to that. We'll step away for a break first, and when we come back, we will tell you all about our DFS plays for the Paula Casino 400 at the Auto Club Speedway in Fontana, California. But before we do, let's tell you about WinBet. It's the official online official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, which we also know so lovingly as WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. Great promos, odds, payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. I know you're ready to play, so sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay, which you're smart out there, I know you're going to, of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit there's so much to choose from it all you got to do head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state play through winbet is available if you or somebody who has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 the sgpn merch store continues to add new items to the store every single day including Brand new NASCAR gambling podcast merchandise. You want hoodies? You want coffee mugs? You want sweaters and shirts? You want bandanas? You want socks? Uh, I'm sure we'll get those at some point. But whatever you want, you should probably even put in a request for them. Hey, I would love fill in the blank NASCAR gambling podcast merchandise. We will make sure to get that into the store for you. Go right now to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, hoodies. What do we call sweaties? What was the one I, I did the other day? Sweaties. Sweaties. <laughs> <laughs> Go get your sweaties. That's what we want you to do. My personal favorite item will be the sweaty when we actually get it in there. So go store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Pick up your favorite NASCAR gambling podcast merchandise. The sweaty. <laughs> I can't. Uh, pretty soon, pretty soon they'll have one in there, and they'll, what the hell's this? It's a sweaty. It's the NASCAR gambling podcast sweaty. That's right. Hey, can't be can't beat a good comfy sweaty when it's 
minus 19 degrees outside. As you can tell, I'm actually, you can't tell right now. You will soon, though. We'll get that. I have my favorite SGPN hoodie on right now. It's a nice green Hunter Forest green one. It's so comfy. I love it. Can't wait to get the NASCAR one. We'll, uh, yeah. YouTube coming soon. We've had some issues, but we'll get there. <laughs> we promise it's coming soon. <laughs> we'll get there. We promise. Um, all right. We also promise that we're going to give you DFS play. So let's get to that. Cody, start us out with your favorite high price play. No surprise. Just for just for Gindy himself, I am going to go with Chase Elliott. Uh, we didn't talk about him a ton on the betting show, but he is the third highest priced driver on the field, and he's at ten thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, salary wise the main reason i am going to take him is that he would start 36 35th 34th 33rd place if uh the race is rained out he obviously finished towards the back at the daytona 500 uh didn't run too many laps before being wrecked out so the fast laps aren't probably there everything the metric not not kind to chase elliott um and so he will start towards the very back uh, there and that's going to be the main reason I'm going to play him if qualifying is rained out would be for the place differential even if qualifying isn't rained out I do still like Chase Elliott we talked about it on the betting show yesterday he was leading this race with 20 laps to go Kyle Larson decided to take it three wide with Joey Logano Elliott ends up in the wall suffers a bad day finishes 26 not reflective of the day that he had um, and then in his previous runs, again, no race in 2021 due to COVID, but he finished fourth here in 2020, uh, 11th, 16th, had a 10th in 2017, and a sixth even in, in 20, uh, 2016, rather. Um, and then you go back to last year and look at Chase Elliott, his body of work, right? He had the best car in the field the entire year. He uh, led more laps than anyone else, 857 led the series in wins with the five wins and had the best average finish on the season at 12.47. And you know, he's going to be a good car, right? We've not seen, we've not had a chance to see these guys on the track in a regular size track, the Coliseum. It's hard to tell. It's such a small, such a small thing. Daytona, you can't compare that to anywhere else other than other super speedways because it's a different style of racing. So we haven't seen, we don't know who's going to be good where, who has what exactly, but you can count on the number nine to be good. You can count on the number five to be good. These are cars that we know are going to be good week in and week out. Um, Now, if qualifying is rained out, Elliot will probably be a rather popular play, but especially in cash games, he's going to be an almost must play because of place differential. You might want to fade him a little bit in bigger GPP uh, contests if he does start at the back just because Obviously, he's going to be heavily owned, but you'll probably even want to play some of them there because sometimes the chalk hits when it's that obvious. Well, and again, in cash plays, you you can't miss out on the guy that's going to give the, probably the most points that, that are out there. So if you're sitting there without a Chase Elliott in your lineup in a cash game, you're pretty much sitting dead. So, uh, yeah, you got to go for that. Well, and he's, I mean, yeah, especially if he starts at the back, right? He's got all the place differential possibilities. And then he could also get to the front and lead a bunch of laps. He could set fastest laps. He can do the whole gamut of everything that goes into scoring. He can get a good solid finish. Yeah, I mean, guys like Ty Dillon are going to start at the back every week, but there's not a lot of upside there. With a guy like Chase Elliott, you have that full heavy upside there that's going to score you all those points. 
Yeah, I mean, and definitely, yeah, I can't even argue with you on Chase Elliott. And we that's crazy because we didn't really talk about him a lot in the betting show. And, you know, we only so much as to say that Kyle Larson took him out. <laughs> so it's like that's that's basically the extent of what we talked about him. But I definitely am with you on Chase Elliott as well. Um, all right, my first uh, high-priced driver, as it were, for this slate is Kyle Busch. Kind of no surprise there either, but the dude basically, look, he's the, got the second most laps led on this track of active drivers. Actually, he's, he's the first of active drivers. Let's, 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 because Jimmy Johnson is considered an active driver, but he's not a full time active driver because of the fact that now he's only running a part time schedule. But of the active full time drivers, Kyle Busch not only leads the circuit in wins on this track with four, but he also has. The most laps led at 804. His average finish here is 9.8. He, too, will be mired in the middle of the pack should the uh, rainout happen and the metric system take over. And for a guy like Kyle Busch to be mired back there, it will not take him long to make up these point differentials. And I get it. I get he's $10,300. But, again, he's one of those guys that's going to easily return on value for uh, for you, especially with a rain out and you know last season Kyle Busch did not do well here I mean that that's that's no secret we talked about it in the betting show he started third finished 14th but he had a lot going on uh he, he definitely had a lot of distractions off the track he had a lot of distractions on the track really hard to clear his head but he wasn't too far removed from a 2019 running where he had 134 laps led on this track in this race and then uh, a couple years before that when he had back-to-back wins in 2013 2014 one of those wins came with 125 laps led on this track so i mean again this guy has proven that he can dominate on this track time and time again 134 out of 200 laps that doesn't leave a lot for anybody else to get there and you think about what 134 laps are going to do for you uh in in a dfs matchup so for kyle bush you know, better days are ahead for him, obviously, now with this eight team. And that we talked about it last in the betting show, too. And we'll talk a little bit about it here, where Tyler Reddick led 90 laps last season in this race, in this eight car. Now, is the setup going to be the same? Eh, probably it'd be a little bit different. But uh, I think Kyle Busch has the, the talent, obviously, to take this eight car wherever he wants it to go. And uh, for a car that was set up well last season... Almost won the race too, were it not for a tire blowing out, and uh, and good old William Byron collecting him in a in a little bit of a scuffle there. Um, who knows what could have happened with with Tyler Reddick? So uh, I like Kyle Busch. I'm not scared by his ten thousand three hundred dollar price. I will definitely have him in a few lineups. You obviously can tell who made it to the document first because Rod has Kyle Busch. Uh, <laughs> yes, I fully back this. Obviously, I espoused my well, I've been espousing my love for Kyle Busch this season for months at this point, but uh, specifically espoused it yesterday on the betting show. Again, if you didn't listen to that, make sure you go back, listen to our picks for this weekend's race, but love some Kyle Busch. I'm going to be very, very heavy on Kyle Busch. Um, and also his starting position won't be super great. He's going to be towards the back half. I can't count that quickly, but there's going to be about 12. So he's going to be in the, the mid 20, mid 20 range where he's going to be starting um actually probably about 20th so that's going to be a good enough spot if again assuming it rains out hopefully qualifying doesn't rain out hopefully we get qualifying 
Hopefully they get the Xfinity race in on Saturday, but being realistic, it's not looking very positive. Um, and so that will be, again, middle of the pack, so he's not going to be as chalky as a Chase Elliott, as a Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick, another guy we're not talking about, but will start, if this holds true, second to last. He's going to start in 35th. So wow. you're going to have to play Tyler Reddick. You're going to have to play Chase Elliott in a lot of places. But Kyle Busch could be a nice pivot option from the 20th area starting position, uh, especially with as much as we love him as well as we think he's going to do this weekend. Uh, so I love, love, love the Kyle Busch play. Me too. Um, all right. Let us get to uh, the mid-price drivers. I know we normally don't go to or go to a break first before we go to mid-price drivers, but we only have one other ad break. So let's go ahead and do our mid-price drivers with no break. Cody, this is weird. Oh, jeez. I'm all flustered. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yes next up for me another guy i talked about yesterday bubble wallace eight thousand seven hundred dollar price tag on him uh love bubble wallace this weekend uh looking at him he would probably start in around 18 19th position uh yeah somewhere in that area close very close to kyle bush there a couple spots ahead of kyle bush is where he would start but again that'll be good enough to offer some place differential and I think that he can have a great race. Talked about it yesterday. Um, he finished 19th here last year. Again, that's a little bit deceptive, and that could, if you get people who are just going back and looking at last year's results, yep, not interested in Bubba Wallace starting around 19th, finished 19th. They're going to cross him off the list. But as Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend, um, because at similar types of tracks, Bubba had a lot of success later on in the season. Finished 10th at Kansas with arguably the best car in the field, whereas teammate Kurt Busch won the race. Uh, 13th at Michigan. Uh, no, rather second place at Michigan. That's a little better than 13th, uh, where he was trying to run down Kevin Harvick but didn't quite get to him. Ninth place at Darlington. And then at the second Kansas race, he went to victory lane there um, in the number 45, but it was the 23 car anyway, same difference. Uh, and so... Toyota struggled at the beginning of the season. We talked about that yesterday. You got to throw. You're gonna have to throw it out for these next couple of races. Toyota just struggled. They di didn't have everything figured out. Once things started clicking later in the season, the results were there. You could see it here. Again, his teammate Tyler Reddick now was great last season in the eight car. Tyler's gonna bring that knowledge over with him. Maybe help with the setup, whatever it is. Some pointers, some tips at how he did so well. I expect a good weekend from Bubba Wallace. So he's my mid-tier uh, price range guy. Yep, I love it. I know Kurt Busch, we talked about it, and you talked about it. Eighth place last year in that 45 car, so um, definitely some good stuff working out there. I, I do like Bubba Wallace, and I like Tyler Reddick. We don't, neither one of us have Tyler Reddick, and I, I fear it's only because we were looking at the price of Tyler Reddick at, at 9100 and, you know, there was other higher price drivers that we wanted to prioritize over Reddick, but still not a bad play at $9,100 for Tyler And if, if qualifying has rained out, you will have to play Tyler Reddick. Yeah. I mean, it's there's not really going to be a choice. With him starting 35th, there's very low floor there. Again, maybe in some GPPs you fade him, but as far as cash-wise and everything, it's you're just going to have to bite the chalk. You're going to have to play Reddick. You're going to have to play Elliott if qualifying has rained out, and then build your lineup from there uh just to just to point that out because we do we are high on reddick 
again, you picked him as one of your with with maybe some assistance from me, but uh, as one of your winners for this weekend. And so we do expect him to have a good weekend, especially after what we saw in him from him here last year. Um, so I just wanted to make a note on that. Didn't play him as the official play right here. Wanted to talk about some other guys, but let it be known, Tyler Reddick, especially if, if qualifying rains out, will be a must start. Indeed. All right. Uh, in looking at these prices, I found one at $7,900 that I absolutely love. I think we talked about him yesterday on the betting show. I think I even brought him up, but a lot of people are going to be overlooking Brad Keselowski this week. And because of the fact that he did not do well in the Daytona 500, he finished 22nd. Uh, after crashing out, but he led 42 laps in that race. I'm telling you right now, I don't know what it is, but uh, good old RFK is uh, is looking fast. And this season, they may be trouble. Uh, they may have gotten something figured out. Brad may have settled down. Maybe that first year of ownership and driving was a little too much for him, and he needed to he needed to sort of even things out for himself. And and now that he's got a full season of it, he knows what it feels like. He's not going to be worried too much about it. But uh, I, I, th- I really do feel like Brad Kozlowski is going to sneak up on a lot of people um, this season, and it's going to start this race. $7,900, like I said, for Brad Kozlowski. Um, in this particular track, uh, <clears throat> last season was, was a pretty bad season. We talked about it already. He started ninth here, finished 27th. Not a very good day for him. But before that, in 2020, started 15th, finished 5th. 2019, started 13th, finished 3rd. In 2018, started 11th, finished second. In in 2017, started third, finished second. Uh, in 2016, 15th, ninth. In 2015, he actually won this race, starting from the eighth position. So you got to go back the way, right? I mean, we're we're already in 2023, and I'm talking about 2015. Uh, that this guy's had a string of solid finishes, six inside the top ten, and then uh, six or five of those inside the top five. And then you go on three of those inside the top three. <clears throat> All I'm saying is Brad Kozowski sneaky good on this track. And last season, well, like I said, was sort of an outlier. It was his first year in that new team. And <clears throat> look, even as bad as he was last year, Kozlowski was actually pretty good DFS-wise. Starting in Atlanta, he started 24th, finished 12th. In Austin, 26th, he finished 14th. In Richmond, eh, 19th, finished 13th. He didn't lose you any points. Uh, same thing with Bristol, right? 18th and 11th. But you go on to other tracks like Kansas. He started 30th, finished 14th. Um, go on to Sonoma where he started 22nd, finished 10th, right? And Atlanta, again, 31st, finished 18th. Uh, we talked about Kansas. Eh, I only got you one position there, but he got you to 25th place. Uh, Michigan, this is another comparable track. He started 33rd, finished 15th. So, again, he's he was good for DFS. Maybe not a good betting driver, but definitely good for DFS with those differential points. And uh, I think that comes into play here again. Uh, again, especially if that uh, that algorithm chooses the starting line, which, which Cody, looking at Brad Keselowski, where do you think that he would project to start if, uh, if it was rained out? He would be... He's on this list somewhere, Rod. <laughs> of course he is. Well, like we I go. said... He would be about... 14th it looks like 14 15th maybe 15th again this is not numbered so i'm just roughly guessing how many cars because i i'm not good that good at counting that fast but yeah around 15th i think is where he would start well and that's Uh, all right but even still if if let's say he does have a bad uh qualifying effort 
and then he has to make up some places. We know he can do it. So I'm fully confident that Brad will be able to at least give you something on your $7,900 price tag and, and actually um, help you out instead of hurt you. Yeah, I, I like Brad this week. And I think especially if he starts somewhere like that, that's going to turn people off because they're going to see not a bunch of place differential. But that doesn't matter because at this price tag, you can still have a guy like this pay off. Uh, from Ryan over at iFantasy Race, he's, he comes up with some really good statistics and and stuff that happened uh, in last year's race. So Kozlowski obviously finished 27th uh, last season, but even despite the RFK struggles early in the season, he was a top 10 contender in this race. Uh, he started out the back of the race, but finished just outside the top 10 in stage one, and then late in stage two, while he was running in fourth, uh, spun onto the grass and brought out a caution. And then in lap 156, he was ninth, back up to ninth after all of that, uh, but was involved in a multi-car accident and uh, had to get towed to pit road with the flat member. They had issues at the beginning of last season where if you had flat tires in the grass, they, they couldn't get you pushed out. They had to tow you. That was a whole mess. So he lost multiple laps. That's what resulted in his 27th place finish. But throughout the race, he was actually a contender. He was very good. Um and so I think that people are going to look back and be like, oh, they struggled here last year. RFK did. They weren't very good. But we saw them improve throughout the season, and they were actually good in this race. The result just didn't speak to how he did during the race because of all those other circumstances. So I do like Brad. Uh, I was glad you brought him up yesterday because I hadn't really looked at him much before you brought him up with that, I believe it was a top 10 bet you gave him out on. Um, and, and I think that he could be a sneaky guy this week that – could make all the difference you need in in what could potentially be a very chalky week, right? You get a Redick that hits, you get an Elliott that hits, even a Kyle Busch. If some of these guys end up being really chalky and you have to have them in there, somebody like Brad could make just enough of a difference, get you some fastest laps. Maybe he leads a few laps, gets you a solid finishing position, uh, could pay off well at this uh, salary price. Yeah, because remember, though, the fastest laps don't always come from the guy that's in the lead. In fact, more often than not, it comes from one of those guys in the back that's, you know, got no no traffic in front of them and, you know, just got fresh tires and, and putting down one of the well, fastest laps. Especially here, this is a very high tire wear track. So, yeah, if you get guys that are on different pit strategies and stuff like that, they're going to be able to rack up fastest laps and, Again, if Ford does have that aerodynamic advantage that we've been hearing about, this is the place you're going to see it at. This is where we're going to know if Ford has a clear advantage on speed early in the season because it's an open track and you're going to get some speed here. So we should see it and find out quickly. I want it, man. I want to see that Ford thing play out. I've heard it so much, and maybe it's because we've talked about it. Maybe the echo chamber is real in our world, <laughs> and we're just talking about the Fords all all season long. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I want I want to see that thing play out then, because if I, I either wanted to see it play out or I want us to all shut up about it. That's that's really where I'm at with this Ford. Well, thing it'll now. be one of the two here sooner <laughs> rather than later. <laughs> next week, if we don't say anything about Ford, we'll you come know, back why. next week and be like, "Wow, them Fords look slow." Uh, we're gonna be like, "Whoop." Our bad. We were talking about Fords, and Fords not the business this year. Uh, that's too funny. Um, all right. Well, we got value drivers to go for this slate, but we got to step away one more time for our break. And when we come back, we'll give you some value drivers for your DFS lineups. Let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts. 
you're already itching for them, underdog's got that itch or that scratch for you to itch. Scratch, itch, underdog. I don't care, whatever. Uh, but they've also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. <laughs> California. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. It's free money. It's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. P-N. Speaking of value, speaking of things of value, the following drivers will give you the advantage of being able to load up on some of these other higher price guys. Uh, because remember, you are under a salary cap. Most of you that listen to the show have probably already played some sort of DFS. But if you haven't, NASCAR DFS is no different. You get $50,000 for six drivers that's it, my friends. You can't go over. You cannot borrow from somebody else. You cannot ask for a loan. You are strapped at $50,000. So finding these value plays can unlock a slew of potential up at the top. So, Cody, why don't you go ahead and start us off with your favorite value play of the week? No pass and go. No collecting $200. It's, uh, man, they got you strapped on the rules. But uh, <laughs> next up for me, I'm going to go with Ryan Priest. He's a guy that I really like this week. I really like him just in general as far as a guy that early in the season, you're going to be able to take advantage of him being underpriced and not being respected for the equipment that he's in. You go back and look at his previous results. They're not necessarily going to be glowy and shiny and great. He was in that second JTG car. It was what it was. Even we just talked about Ricky Stenhouse. Yes, he won the Daytona 500, had not finished in the top 10 since the Coke 600 last May. So that's how much they've struggled even in this new car. It was no different in the old car with Ryan Priest. But if you do go back, you look at his t in 2021, he finished 12th place in Darlington, a high wear track in that JTG equipment, a 21st place at Kansas. That's not even bad for that equipment. Back in 2020, he finished 17th at Darlington again, 16th at Michigan, again, higher speed, uh, excuse me, a higher speed track, similar size. Um, and so Ryan Priest all the way down here at 6,700. I know generally I try to go a little bit lower on the quote unquote value plays, but he was really down here in an area where he's going to be above the punts. So if people are trying again, trying to fill out these lineups, they're just tossing in JJ Yaley, BJ McLeod all the way at the bottom so that they, you know, have enough salary to spend on everybody else. You go up and you spend a little bit higher and you grab a guy like Ryan Priest could make all the difference. Um, and I should have done this while you were doing your ad read, but that's okay. Priest will start 26th if qualifying is rained out. Um, and so that's going to be far enough back. He's going to offer some place differential. I don't necessarily think he's going to win the race. Do I think he has top five upside? Go back and listen to yesterday's betting show to find out. But yes, yeah, spoiler alert is the answer. Uh, I think that he could do something like that. Kevin Harvick, we obviously know how good his equipment is. Chase Briscoe is in good equipment. A lot of people very high on him this season. Eric Amarola, we've seen some flashes here and there. And Ryan Priest is in the same type of equipment and a much better driver than Cole Custer. And even Custer won at Kentucky, uh, had some other solid mile-and-a-half runs. So it's not, not that that car couldn't ever do it. Kurt Busch won in that 41 car as well. So the 41 car can get it done. 
Just maybe we haven't seen the driver for it lately, but I think that's a different story with Ryan Priest. Uh, very high on him early in the season where we're going to get a discount of price before he starts rattling things off. And even the Clash, you go back and look at the Clash, again, not comparable in any way, shape, or form to this track, but he looked good early. They obviously had some stuff figured out, working well with the crew chief. That's the kind of stuff you can take from that type of race and that type of track in comparison to this where it's obviously 10 times the size, almost literally. But <laughs> uh, but no, I, I'm really high on Ryan Priest. And again, I think he's just way too cheap. Uh, so hanging out down here at the 6700 price tag, uh, love me some Ryan Priest this weekend. Do I need to start Ryan Priest's corner this year? I mean, we Not had just yet, Rod. We had Ryan we'll, Blaney's corner last year. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, he is our big hitter so far, right? He hit the fourteen to one for us at the Clash, top finishing Ford. So if he if he keeps it up and wins us a little bit of DFS money here, we might need to uh, retire Corey LaJoy's corner until we get back to Atlanta and introduce uh, Ryan Priest's corner. I'll have the harp ready for you at that. Uh, by the way, here is your weekly reminder to throw Kevin Harvick into your DFS lineups. He is at $8,500. Dude is a top 10 machine. Uh, one among the lap leaders here in the entire track. Uh, so you got you to gotta load him up. In fact, it's, it's Kyle Busch and then Kevin Harvick sitting there in 10th. He's led 238 laps uh, around this track. His average finish... 14.9 here, but of course he does have a win, uh, and he's run 6,274 laps. Uh, just go ahead and put him in there. Don't even sweat it. I mean, if you if you have to run a few lineups without Kevin Harvick, that's fine, but put Kevin Harvick in your lineup. Uh, also, put we, we didn't bring this up on the, the betting show yesterday, and that's my bad because I should have, but I heard this over on Corey LaJoy's Stacking Pennies podcast, uh, trying to find the exact statistics here, but Ryan, or uh, not Ryan. Look at you got Ryan uh, Priest on the brain. I got, I got Ryan Priest on the brain now. Thanks for that, Rod. You're welcome. I'm going to blame you. Um, but no, Kevin Harvick, rather, is making his 750th consecutive NASCAR Cup Series start this weekend at Auto Club Speedway. Wow. We did talk yesterday. He is going to take the cake for most starts at Auto Club on the track. Uh, he's tied with Kurt Busch currently, but this will be his 750th consecutive start. Uh, the last time he didn't start a race was Martinsville in 2002. He was suspended for a race then. Um, but it's been 7,623 days, will be on Sunday, since the last time Kevin Harvick missed a race. That is freaking impressive. Not quite the Iron Man of the sport. Uh, guys like Jeff Gordon, Ricky Rudd, a little, little bit higher than him. Uh, they're, they're in the 800s, I believe. But... 750 starts rod in a row that is absolutely incredible um so i just want to throw that out there for kevin harvick obviously this is this is it for him his final season right this will be his last start at that home track in california there uh he's gonna have the most starts ever there now 750 we gave him out as i think a top 10 play yesterday at the price he was at as basic almost virtual lock um and he's gonna be he's gonna be solid this year and this week, uh, and yeah, again, he was the free square last year. I don't foresee that being any different this year. I don't think I've done anything 750 times in a row, let alone <laughs> get into a cup car. It's That's insane. Uh, yeah, he will be 156 miles away from his home in Bakersfield, uh, California. Uh, right, that's that's Kevin Harvick's domicile yes, in Bakersfield. So yeah, 156 miles, that's not bad. That's a couple hours away. 
uh, closest he'll ever be, really, uh, other than Sonoma. So, uh, all right, <clears throat> enough about Kevin Harvick. Even though, um, you know, it's, it's his last season, we'll probably talk about him more and more and more as it progresses as we start crying. But my final uh, value driver, I'm going to throw a wrench in this one, Harrison Burton is sitting there at $5,500. Not a guy we often talk about. That 21 car is normally sort of a ho type of a, a car. We think he can do well, but then he doesn't necessarily always do well. Um, and, and, of course, last season was basically his, his first as a um, as a cup car driver. So only better things have to, to happen for Harrison Burton going forward. Last year at this race, unfortunately, he did crash out after 157 laps. He started 22nd, finished 33rd officially, but Harrison Burton did make one official Xfinity start in the on this track in 2020. He started second, kid won the race in the number 20 car in Joe Gibbs equipment. Now, granted, of course, that is Joe Gibbs equipment and that is the Xfinity series, but the fact that he's actually won on this track makes me kind of hopeful that he can remember this season how to do it and hopefully stay out of trouble and maybe improve his position. He's one of those guys, we talked about it a lot last season when we are filling out uh, NASCAR lineups and that there's there's sometimes where you have to take a chance on a guy that's just not going to lose you points. And Harrison Burton is a good example of a guy that won't necessarily get you a ton of points, but he also won't lose you a ton of points because he's usually starting from the back of the pack. The guy's average start, and this listen, you want to talk about a guy that barely ever loses you points, check this out. His average start, Last season was in 22.1. That was his position, 22.1. His average finish, (laughs) 22.8. So you want to talk about a guy that is just not going to lose you any points and ride you around. Maybe he'll get you some fastest laps. Uh, You know, maybe maybe he'll start from the back and get you some place differential. Uh, But by and large, he's definitely a guy uh, that's going to stick around and just sort of uh, stay where he needs to stay and not lose you any points. While these other guys give you gigantic swings uh, at, at what you are. So I, I, you know, again, I'm not necessarily, I don't think he's going to do gigantic things, but I want him to at least kind of run around and and do okay things for me on the track. Uh, and down at that price level, you're in bigger risk to lose points than you are to gain them. So, you know, if you're going to go that far down, you want to make sure that he's a guy that's going to be on the track by the end of it. Uh, sadly, he did get caught up in a big wreck in Daytona, and uh, started 19th, finished 26th, unfortunately. Um, but again, you know, he was actually around, and I believe I'm looking right now, he led nine laps in the race uh, last week. So he was actually at the front of the pack for a little bit. Uh, maybe maybe got some experience there that he can carry over to California and, uh, and get us at least a few laps led, maybe on a pit strategy, maybe something that 21 car and the Wood Brothers are going to give him some sort of strategy to get him to the front. So, and if he uh, if if he starts with the algorithm, he's definitely starting toward the back. So, place differential could very well be a thing for us, and we can return very nicely on our fifty five hundred dollars price tag. You said twenty second was his favorite number last year, right? Twenty mm-hmm, fourth mm-hmm. is where he would start according to the the metric. So, right, right in the neighborhood, right. His th- some fun stats. This is one I actually I really like. Nobody is going to be on Harrison Burton, and for good reason, right? He's not done a ton. He's in that ride because of his name, because the money he brings to the table. That's great. It is still a Penske car. It's made in the Penske shop. Yes, Wood Brothers own it, but it is Penske-affiliated. 
We've seen guys like Ryan Blaney have a ton of success in that car. Even Matt Benedetto had a few races here and there where he popped his head up. 33rd place finish last season was actually Harrison Burton's worst finish on the season that was not a super speedway. He got caught up in some super speedway wrecks last season, but 29th was actually the worst that he finished other than that 33rd at Auto Club. Uh, so that just kind of speaks to his consistency, right? Even if he starts 24th and finishes 24th, like you said, not going to lose you many points. He has the potential to gain you some points. Uh, he did have a couple of good races at some comparable tracks. 14th at Darlington, 20th at Miami. He finished 11th at Charlotte, 18th at Texas. Again, these are all comparable, whether it's the high wear, whether it's the intermediate style of tracks. And so he does have that opportunity, an 11th place finish at Charlotte. That's, you know, and there was some attrition in that race. That was a 600. So you just take that for what it's worth. But a 14th at Darlington and 18th at Texas, even the 20th at Miami, those are not bad results for the price you're going to pay for where he'll likely start. Um, and so, yeah, I think that this is a great, and it's especially at this price, Rod, like you're getting down. I mean, if you go any lower than Harrison Burton, so you got Harrison Burton there right above him, McDowell, Hey, those are okay guys. You got Ty Gibbs up there. He's in a good car, but we don't know what we're going to see from him. You go below Harrison Burton, Ty Dillon. He made like four laps last week before he had engine trouble. So no, thanks. Corey LaJoy, love the guy. You're not going to take him at a place like this. Todd Gilwin, you can make a case. Cody Ware, nope. BJ McLeod, nope. JJ Yaley, nope. You're not making a case for any of these other guys. Uh, so Harrison Burton is right here in their company. He's only 8,000 more than JJ Yaley at the very, or, yeah, 800 rather. <laughs> 8,000 be a big difference, wouldn't it, Rod? <laughs> He's only 800 more than JJ Yaley at the very bottom of the pile. So you can save that 800 and not throw JJ Yaley in there as a punt. And you can have Harrison Burton. Uh, up there a little bit, and I think that you're going to be pretty solid position with that play. I think so, too, and that's why I said go Harrison Burton, and it gives you something to cheer for that's not up, but, you know, we talk about this so often, too, on this show. The fact that NASCAR, and especially betting and DFS and NASCAR, it just gives you a, a, a the whole track to watch and to pay attention to you're not focused on the leaders you're not focused on who's going to win so much as as you can be already but you know you get to cheer farther down the the line and if i'm paying attention to harrison burton over there in 22nd place i'm hoping for him to stay there or to move up or whatever right now i'm watching the whole field i'm not just paying attention to what's going on in those first five or six cars uh on the track so that's why i enjoy the DFS part of it. That's why I enjoy the betting part of it. It just gives me more to pay attention to and more of the sport to actually love. So definitely a big fan of that. All right, let's uh, set up the, the picks that we made for this. Uh, Cody started you out with Chase Elliott at 10,500. I followed through with Kyle Busch at 10,300. Uh, Cody gave you Bubba Wallace as his mid-price driver at 8,700. I gave you Brad Kislowski at 7,900. Cody gave you Ryan Priest, cue the harp, at 6700 And I gave you Harrison Burton at $5,500 as my value play. Cody, any last thoughts on these DFS lineups and, and rosters and such? I don't think so. I think that's a pretty good coverage. Again, if it's your first time listening to us through DFS, we're not giving out a full lineup. You can't fit all these guys in a lineup. But we don't, and we do have a, a fairly maybe where they might start, right? more than any other week. But unfortunately, with the way NASCAR does it, most of the time with these two, three-day shows, 
we don't know the starting lineup till late Friday or Saturday. Not enough time for us to crank out a show in time to get it done. But if you're in the Discord, feel free to ask about DFS plays. We'll drop guys in there that, okay, wow, after this guy had a bad qualifying or this guy looked good in practice, now we kind of like them. Make sure you play this guy some, stuff like that. Feel free to hit us up in the Discord. DMs are open always. Uh, yeah, and so so make sure you get in on those. Um, we'd love to give you a full lineup, but they don't qualify on Tuesday like they used to. No, no, no it wasn't ever Tuesday, but used to be very early in the week, and you could maybe do a little more, but here we are, Rob. Yeah, but we also try to give you solid plays that sort of are almost lineup proof. And of course, we'll yeah. tell you if it's a good play if, or if it's a you know better right. play if, right? So yeah, yeah, and even a guy like Kyle Busch, like yeah, we think he might start fourth to last on the field, but if he starts on the pole, or he starts in second, or he starts in fifth, or he starts anywhere between first and thirty sixth, play him anyways because we're going to be eye on him, right? So somebody like that, it doesn't matter. We're just planning on playing him wherever he ends up. Autoplay for sure. Uh, all right. Outstanding. All right, Cody. Well, then let's go ahead and wrap up this DFS episode. Um, here's the thing. So we are going to do a show tomorrow. What that show looks like, we're still kind of in talks with the bosses, actually, to figure that out. So keep an eye on Twitter. Keep an eye on Discord. Uh, and then, of course, if you're subscribed to this feed, you'll get it just like any other thing. I mean, we're still going to release it on the feed. On the feed so uh, you won't miss it. If you can't join us for uh, what should be a live show tomorrow, I know we keep teasing it, but that just makes you guys want it more, right? Exactly. Yeah. There's a. It's not as easy as it seems like to just go live. So <laughs> we're well, we're trying to get there. We're gonna be there. I mean, everything it, will be available on YouTube soon, and yeah, you'll have the full everything. But here we are for now. <laughs> it is easy to go live, yes, but we want to do it in a way that makes it professional enough for you guys to, you know, right. remember that we are still uh, <laughs> professionals. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you speak for yourself. You're a professional, <laughs> buddy. I told you, you get paid for this. You're a professional, my friend. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes you a professional. Definition, yes, <laughs> yes, that is. Um, all right. Well, then, professional. Uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep, you can find me over on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. I uh, got an article out right now. Got some plays in there. A uh, couple bets I like. One's a couple that I didn't give out on the show. A couple DFS plays as well. Uh, some that we gave out here, some we didn't. So definitely go check that out. Uh, and you find all my work over there. And then, yeah, join us in the Discord as well. Discord's been hopping. Shout out to all those guys in there. They've been doing a great job. Uh, lots of questions, lots of good points. Guys tossing out bets they like. Love to see it. That just gets more and more active every day, it seems like. And, man, during the race, good luck keeping up with that chat because it's going. I'm trying I'm trying to scroll back up through it and get through some of the messages sometimes is, is work. But I enjoy it. I like it. Uh, so, yeah, sg.pn slash Discord. That will be the short way to get you over there. Jump in the NASCAR channel and uh, join join the conversation. New names popping up every single day. So we see you. We love you. We're happy that you're there. Uh, but definitely uh, keep keep it coming. The more the merrier in that Discord. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is the back road. Go check out the in-between media back road over there on YouTube. Uh, I'll be there every other Thursday to hold it down with the boys. We'll come back again tomorrow. Like you said, keep an eye on socials. We'll tell you how and where to get in if it's live. Uh, and if not, if you're listening, just keep listening. It'll be there for you just like it is every single day. So until tomorrow, 
Let's Go Racing and let it ride.